Good morning. Happy Easter to all of you. We, thank you. When last we gathered in this spot, this candle, the Christ candle, was extinguished. But it is relit as a sign of the promise of Easter. And I am so happy you are here. My name is David Greenhaw. I'm the interim senior minister. And I want to bring welcome to you who are in the room and those of you who are also joining us by live streaming. Uh, we have literally hundreds of people who are doing that. So I'm going to say hello to them and a special word of welcome to the community at Arbor Trace that has gathered. I echo David's welcome. We are thrilled to have you this morning as we celebrate Christ's resurrection. My name is Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care, and I'd like, you to ask to, I'd like to ask you to register your attendance with us. So there are blue attendance pads in your pews. If you could take those out and take a moment to write your information down and pass it to your neighbor and give them a smile as you pass it along. And if you're worshiping with us online, please go ahead and write in the comments section where you are worshiping from this morning. And while you're there, you can click on a link which will bring up a PDF of our bulletin so that you can follow along with our service order. So after this service, there is a, uh, a little bit of uh, shuffling out. And then at 10.15, there is an Easter egg hunt. And uh, we expect to have children participate, um, but we need, we need adults to participate as well because we are going to do it on the side of the building and we don't want anybody running into the parking lot. So we're going to make an adult human fence uh, and uh, you'll be given some direction about that, but you go walk around the side if you want to watch and also guard. Uh, there's some cones, you walk along the cone and help us keep the kids contained. I'm sure it'll take them a half an hour, 45 minutes to get the eggs. Uh, that will go quite quickly. And, uh, and then um, we are, we've got some parking attendance so we can get some out and in. So uh, after you've done that, um, scoot along and enjoy the rest of your Easter day. So um, I Easter. think that's into my, there it's your turn. So this year at the recommendation of our board admission and outreach, our Easter offering is going to assist with refugee resettlement here in Southwest Florida. Our church has been sponsoring a Ukrainian family who of course fled the horrors in Ukraine because of the invasion and they're making a new life here in Naples and we've been helping them get on their feet. Our hope is that we will sponsor another family that's looking to make a home and a new life here in this community in partnership with Lutheran Services of Florida. So if that is something that is meaningful to you and you want to help with these efforts, there are uh, Easter offering envelopes in your pew backs so you can put a gift in there or you can, there's, I think um, you can give online on our website or just on your check right out, you know, for Easter offering. And we'll make sure that it goes to help those who have come from horrible circumstances who are really trying to build their lives in our community and will help us offer extravagant welcome to them. So it's uh, been 50 years since we've been gathering to do this. And this morning in your bulletin, you had a copy of this 50-year timeline. And if everyone opened theirs up, don't do this. In the pew, we would just uh, bump into everyone. But take some time to look at it if you can and share it with others and uh, help us celebrate our 50th anniversary. 
And one last thing, next Sunday, uh, those of you who are members, uh, full or associate members, uh, next Sunday is the candidate Sunday for the person who has been recommended to be the new uh, senior minister here. That person will be gathering with uh, lots of uh, events next weekend, but preaching Sunday and after the second service, there'll be a vote. So uh, exciting times here at Naples United Church of Christ. With that in mind, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the celebration of Easter and the worship of Almighty God. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body puts on immortality. Then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory in Jesus the Christ. I invite you to join me in our Easter litany, which you will find printed in your bulletins. Hold your head high, Christ has risen. Death has been conquered. Christ has restored us to new life. All that is broken has been made whole. Hold your head high, Christ has risen. From a triumphant Palm Sunday to the depth of despair on Friday... Passing through sorrow, through death, to life and joy, we arrive at Easter. We know that joy and sorrow, life and death, are bound together by the power of God. The tomb could not hold him. Hold your head high, Christ has risen. Carry forward God's healing. Carry it to a world where truth and justice triumph over evil and oppression. You have been called out of death and into new life. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. When everything was dark and it seemed that the sun would never shine again, your love broke through. Your love was too strong, too wide, too deep for death to hold. The sparks cast by your love dance and spread and burst forth with resurrection light. Miraculous God, we praise you for the light of new life made possible through Jesus We praise you for the light of new life that shone on the first witnesses of the resurrection. 
We praise you for the light of new life that continues to shine in our hearts this day. When it feels like the powers of hatred and division and fear and greed have snuffed out your divine light. When grief and despair and loneliness and anxiety and stress overwhelm us. We remember We remember that 2,000 years ago, your first disciples probably felt this same way. In the aftermath of Christ's crucifixion and Judas' suicide and Peter's execution, those first few disciples were powerless, fragmented, and afraid. They probably felt like Jesus' message would die with them. They were clinging to mere shreds of hope. And yet, and yet... We know the story. We know that even the most powerful empire on earth couldn't stop Jesus' message, couldn't stop his love, his care, and his concern, his commitment to the last and the least. We praise you for the light of new life, even and especially when it feels like there's no hope left to cling to. For we remember that all we need are shreds of hope, That's enough for you, O God. That is enough for you to work with. For you are a God who makes life burst forth from tiny seeds. You are a God who makes bright light shine through the cracks in our lives. You are a God who rolls away the stone. You are a God of miracles. After all, here we are two millennia later. The descendants of your first few disciples, we are gathered another year to celebrate Christ's resurrection. This celebration is a miracle indeed. And we pray that your light and your life and your hope and your joy will live on in each of us this day. And that we will be bearers of your divine light into the lives of others. We pray all of this. In the name of your son, Jesus, the risen Christ, who first taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. And if you'd like to follow along with the text, you're invited to do so as the words are printed in your bulletins. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descending from heaven came And rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. 
For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and sisters to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Here ends the reading of these holy words. It turns out to be a good parent, a really good parent, you need to go to teacher, parent-teacher conferences. I learned this with our first son. We wanted to do that. He had a kindergarten parent-teacher conference. We sat in the kindergarten room in those little bitty chairs at the little bitty table with a relatively small little bitty teacher, actually. <laughs> and, and she started to go through the things that he did well, and she shared such nice things. He could, he could read a little bit. He could play well with others. He could do all these things, and she was, she was uh, giving us good news. And it felt then like maybe she was getting us prepared because then she turned to us and looked frightened, a little worried. She said, well, there is one problem he has. He doesn't skip at the right level. <laughs> we looked at her. Skip? There's a, there's a grade level at skipping? <laughs> He was two or three grade levels behind in a skipping? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it's kindergarten. They got a little more complicated. When he couldn't do calculus, that's when I was concerned. But skipping, isn't skipping something wonderful? Skipping, skipping's not something you really are taught. Skipping is something that kind of takes over of you. You know, you, you, you hear some good news. You, you hear some news like Easter news, and, and you just want to skip. You just skip along, don't you? you? You can't stop yourself. I taught him pretty well, actually. He's now a good skipper. <laughs> that, that skipping, that skipping's what you do because there's great joy that takes over. These, these women at the tomb, they were afraid. But the text says they were afraid and they had great joy. They were frightened for good reason. Everything's topsy-turvy. Nothing is the way it should be. But they had just heard that Jesus, the one in whom they had had so much hope, and their hopes were dashed, he was dead. But they heard that he had raised. And when they heard that, I think we ought to rewrite it. It says they ran with joy. They skipped with joy. They skipped. They skipped with joy because it is such incredible good news. 
But then again, they were afraid one more time. Four times in ten verses, they're afraid. They're, they're warned to, to not be afraid. They're encouraged, do not fear. They're encouraged by an angel. They're encouraged by Jesus himself. Do not be afraid. Let that joy go. Skip away. Go be joyous. Be joyous because this is really extraordinary news. It's, it's extraordinary news. When when the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Corinth, he says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We shall all be changed. Wow. I don't know about you. So much of life just seems like the same thing over and over again. You hear of a bad thing that happens, and then it happens again. And then it happens again and again and again. That doesn't seem like anything will change. Seems like nothing will change. Seems like people live and they die. And seems like people are mean and they're cruel. Seems like things are just broken. But here's the news of the gospel of Jesus Christ broke free from the tomb on that day. We will be changed. We are a people can hope. We can hope in the possibility of things being other than the way they've been. We are not doomed to the way things always have been. We have, we have the possibility, we have the promise, we have God's power to break us out of all the tombs that hold us. All of the terrible ways we treat each other, they can be broken. All of the wars and enmity, they can be overturned. All of the things that are deadly and death-dealing, they're ending in God. So the thing to be afraid of is that when you express that joy, people are going to think you're crazy. But here's what I suggest. I suggest that you do not fear. Do not fear. Of course things are going to be hard for a while longer. But the promise of Easter is the promise of the good news of God that all will be made one, that we will be made whole, that we will live, that the power of life in God, God's resurrection power is greater than any other power. And for that news, I think you ought to just skip away just skip and skip and skip with great joy now i imagined for a minute there that i might trip on this robe and i had a little fear but jesus told me fear not (laughs) hold on tight because you will be changed Hold on tight because there is hope. Hold on tight because there's skipping to do in the resurrection of Jesus, the setting free of God's power of love. Thanks be to God. Amen.